the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning, hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters. I want to wish everyone and everybody in the whole world and in Denver and Colorado and U.S. in Lebanon and all over the world a Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. As um, we get ready to celebrate uh, this celebration of Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the flesh, I ask you to consider in your hearts, let this prayer be a unique prayer. Let this prayer somehow convey our sense of trust in God. But more so, let it be a prayer for peace. You know, we pray today with the angels, um, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and good hope to all. This is a prayer um, that we as Christians in the world have learned from the angels. In Aramaic, we say this prayer, Tishbuhtu laloho bamraumi wal lomu usabru tobu labnai nosho. Can you imagine? This is the language that the angels spoke to the shepherds of Bethlehem, singing to them in Aramaic, this hymn that we call the hymn of the angels. And again, it is such a joy today to pray it with you in the Aramaic language of our Lord. Again, which means glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and good hope to all. With this, let us begin our prayer on this beautiful Sunday, and let us today, uh, let us today praise the Lord and state with Psalm 37, remembering that the lot of the wicked and the good are different, basically. And therefore, we pray, surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil. For they wither quickly like grass, and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. 
Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act so that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish, the patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Again, let us conclude with the hymn of the angel, and let us again say it in Aramaic and in English. As we conclude with it, let us say it. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and good hope to all. تشبحتو للوغو بمرومي وعال أرعو شلومو وصبرو توبو لبنين نوشون With this, my friends, it is such a pleasure and honor to have with me um, for a um, few times now um, the most wonderful and the beautiful lady, a beautiful journalist, beautiful mother, beautiful career and a businesswoman, and a beautiful woman of faith, as a matter of fact, and beautiful friend and partner to Joe, and a friend of her own children, and many, many, many millions of people in the U.S. and around the world follow her, Lara Logan, my special guest, award-winning investigative journalist, and the host of the show Lara Logan has no agenda on Fox Nation and Lara I want to greet you in the spirit of Christmas and say uh, God bless you and Merry Christmas to you thank you so much God bless you too and Merry Christmas to you and all of your listeners Lara how did the sound of the um, Aramaic um, um, hit you in your ears let's say what did it convey to you it was beautiful it was really beautiful and it took me right back uh, to the moment I was standing in a church in Al-Kosh, which is a village I know that you are familiar with Absolutely. in uh, northern Iraq or what used to be ancient Mesopotamia. And I remember uh, standing in this church service surrounded uh, by all of these people praying in Aramaic. And I realized um, in that moment how important it was uh, for the language of Jesus not to die uh, and disappear from the earth and um, how little attention we as Christians are paying to that. And it really is part of a bigger question of uh, why we are not um, even talking about, um, you know, what happens in this great rush from so many people to rid the earth of Christianity, you know, and to erase Christianity. Um, we never even discuss uh, what that means and uh, what would come in its place. And I think that if we did it would help people to really understand how much uh, we would be losing if we allowed that to happen. And most importantly, not to allow it to happen unthinkingly and silently. Lara, committing your life to uh, the cause of justice, to the cause of truth. And I know you, you, you really 
committed your life through your uh, international investigative videos and uh, analysis and uh, you you really created a platform for the persecuted you really created platform in the world for the voiceless ones. You really created a platform for those who are victims of abuse, victims of persecution, victim of uh, the slavery, actually. Children, women, regardless of religion, regardless of color, regardless of race, regardless of culture, you really defended the cause of people to stand in light. How much of that, I want to ask you this, how much of that comes from people like Nelson Mandela, let's say, in South Africa, your country of birth, and from Jesus Christ? Can you, can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration you might have got from these two people, God and man? So for me, it, um, it all comes down to the truth. Because if I set out to be a voice for a particular group, no matter how noble the cause that would make me an activist. And there is a real distinction between being a journalist and being an activist. And uh, what I uh, have always believed and understood is that uh, the real power comes from the truth. So the great thing about that is it's not actually coming from me. I uh, personally don't have any real power. It is, um, it is the power of being a, a vehicle for the truth. And in, I've always believed that if you tell stories uh, that matter and that are honest um, and that mean something, that in that way you will, um, you, you will be the vehicle that uh, gives people access to the information and allows them to make their own choices. So you don't try to sell um, a cause to anyone. You don't try to persuade people. You just in telling them the truth um, and in allowing, you know, in, in enabling um, the voice of people uh, to reach a bigger audience, that's a gift for me. That was the gift that I was given um, from God. Um, the, the inspiration for what that really meant in practice um, both when he was alive and beyond uh, his death, is uh, Nelson Mandela because um, he represented everything um, in the sense that he was both uh, great but humble in the same moment. Um, he was uh, a leader who could admit his faults and his weaknesses and be honest about it, and in that way only became greater. So he was an example uh, for so many in so many different ways. But most, you know, I think most famously of all, he never, ever, ever compromised um, in principle. He made many compromises along the way, um, but he never put his personal interest and his personal freedom even above the principles. And he understood, I mean, he, he spent 27 years behind bars to show people that when you believe in a principle and you're willing to stand for it, that it costs you everything. And to me, where these things come together is that, you know, if you remember, uh, Jesus, of course, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely. Right? And, and what, is that, what is that word in the middle there? The truth. So to me, the truth is something that is bathed in light, that um, the truth is what welcomes questioning. It welcomes challenge, right? It welcomes scrutiny, because only the truth stands up uh, to scrutiny and questioning. 
It's lies. They're built, uh, lies have no legs. They fall apart when you question them and challenge them. Lies are the ones that come to you in deception and in darkness, um, hiding what they truly are, you know, whether it's hiding their true intent um, um, or the uh, true motivation um, or whatever it is. So the truth is really all that is bathed in light. And the truth, uh, the absolute truth, comes from God itself, Mm -hmm. right? God himself. Mm -hmm or herself, however you want to see it. So um, whether you're religious or you're not religious or you're Christian or you're Jewish or you're Muslim or whatever it happens to be, it really is not important to me because um, while the church has, you know, and, and all of these other structures, they have, a, they have a very significant role and, you know, they have their own um, uh, dock and in, in if you like, um, things that can be criticized about them. What can never really be criticized is the truth. Because it just is. It doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to us as men. It comes uh, from something bigger than us and something greater than us. That's true. And so in, in the end, uh, they're, in, they're indistinguishable for me. That's, that is amazingly sad. It's basically, which is a fact of Christmas, you know, Jesus becomes man. The Son of God becomes man. In, um, in, in Aramaic, when the angel appeared to the Virgin Mary, he said, Amanoil, Amanoil, in Aramaic, which means with us is the Lord. With us is the Lord. Um, People like Nelson Mandela, today South Africa, um, has also has been hit by COVID, and it seems like this new variant um, was first um, and somehow manifested um, or discovered um, in that in that country. Um, Places like in the Middle East. People have no food, people have no milk, people have no medicine. On top of that, there is a curfew. On top of that, there is no electricity. Like in Lebanon, for instance, um, country of four million, you have million and a half Syrian refugees. You have all the remaining Iraqi Christian refugees still in Lebanon now coming to Christmas to celebrate Christmas without light. And um, places like Iraq, where you went, places like Afghanistan, places like China, you know, places like uh, um, Venezuela, um, many other places in Latin America, there is a huge refugee crisis going on, and we have tons of refugees coming from Venezuela to the neighboring countries, people on the southern borders. Um, Lara, do we have heroes like Nelson Mandela? Do we have God in the flesh like Jesus Christ today on planet Earth? I don't know. That is a, um, I mean, those are enormous shoes to fill, right, when you talk about flesh like Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not even sure that Nelson Mandela would have chosen to put himself in those shoes or have uh, taken on that mantle because I think that he was so uh, humble. My personal experience with him uh, is that he, uh, in fact, would have, would have been far too humble to ever take that on. And maybe that is the mark um, of a man or a woman who uh, is worthy of those shoes. But it seems to me that, um, it seems to me that uh, when I look around, I don't see that. Do you? Mm -hmm. No, no. But I see the regular people today becoming heroes. 
I see the well, normal people, or at least right. my, invita- my invitation today, that we, the little ones, the little brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ, must be the big heroes. There is no more Mother Teresa of Calcutta. There is no more personalities like Pope John Paul II. And I'm sure you met Pope John Paul II. Um, you know, uh, um, can, can we trust in America today, at this Christmas, wouldn't it be nice to have a people become heroes? Do you believe that ordinary people can become heroes? Oh, I, I mean, without a doubt, it's not even a question of belief. I know, because when you look around you, in fact, one of the one of the heroes that uh, immediately comes to mind for me is the mother who went to the school board meeting in California, um, and she was African American mother uh, who had. She didn't have an army behind her. She didn't uh, appear to have, you know, the uh, power or money or influence. She was a mother. She took the power of a mother's love and true, real integrity and moral courage. And she went to that meeting and she objected to the teacher that was uh, had the Antifa flag in the classroom. And she said something that was just chilling, that made my blood run cold, where she said in a matter of two weeks, her daughter who she had been close to all of her life, began to say things that she had never heard her say, things that were unrecognizable coming from her child. And she said at this incredible moment where she says, you know why my daughter is standing behind me? She's standing behind me because it's my job as her mother to protect her, and it's my job alone. And, you know, that was, um, to me, that woman is uh, is will forever, all of my life, uh, will be a hero. And I mean, because I'm a mama bear, and I worry about not just my children, but everybody's children. The attack on the nuclear family, the attack on uh, what we know to be real and not real. They don't want us to believe what we see. No, 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 no. Don't believe what you see. This isn't real. You can't judge someone uh, on what you see. They're not male because they appear to be male. They're, uh, they're whatever gender they choose. All of this nonsense that is designed to separate us from how we are at the moment of creation and how we are born. And, and of course, in separating us from that, it's partly to separate us from, uh, from what created us. Is this why, is Lara, parents, is this why parents in America, many, many, many of them, I, I, I do not understand this division now between parents and school boards, right? There is the vaccine mandate. It's very simple. Um, it's very parents simple. are defending very their children. In some places now, obviously, children are receiving the vaccine, basically, and they're being given a pizza, and they're being told, do not tell your parents. I mean, this an incident happened just a few days ago. Um, uh, as a matter of fact. And uh, on the other side, we see parents defending their children, saying, I want my child's body to be pure, or I have to govern my child's body at least until the age of 18. And you, you, I know you have an answer, and you're saying it's very simple. How can we reconcile and heal parents? How can we tell them what is the best care they can offer for the child who is the image of God, just like Jesus Christ is the image of God in the flesh and is God in the flesh at this Christmas? You don't need to tell them. Parents know. 
And um, and if you follow the arg- argument to its logical conclusion, those who argue online that all forms of parental power are a form of abuse, and uh, this is the same. This is, these are the same groups, and they're funded by the same people who argue that pedophilia is an offensive term that you must call these people. Uh, what do they say? The term is maps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, minor attracted persons, or these are the same people that argue that the term sex offender is offensive uh, to the sex offender, right? And um, and don't worry about the victims. You know, th- this is the same ideology that is taking us away from what we know to be true and what we know to be good, and, um, and that is leading us down a very, very, very dark path. And the idea that people who don't love a child and have no responsibility towards it and um, and are not related to it are better at judging and caring for that child than those uh, you know who, who uh, would give their lives for that child is nonsense does that mean that every parent is perfect no but this isn't about perfect parenting this is about taking away the power of the mother father bond with their child of family bonds so that you some other entity um, can have control over what happens to our children and what happens to our bodies and what we say and what we do and how we live and where we go and what we eat and so on and so on and so on and it never ends and you know what it comes down to for me father andre and i know that you know more about this than me but control is an agency of those people who do not have the faith in, uh, in, uh, in, in the truth and in order to give us free will to make our own decisions, right? right I mean, control right. is the instrument of evil and it is the instrument of the devil. You only have to control people when, um, when you fear the consequences of free will. And that is really the dividing line between God and Satan is free will and control. God has given us free will to make our own decisions, and it is a God-given right for us to live as free people, all of us, every person from wherever they come from. And on the other side of that, you have those who wish to control, who um, who wish to invert what we see, and for us to see what is good as evil and what is evil as good. And uh, who is that uh, the agency of Lara, those are the are the instruments and the armor of the devil. Not I, I, I I totally agree with you honestly on on this. And um, my heart is my heart is breaking to see that the human family today is divided. The human family, the nuclear human family, the mother, the father, the child. No, you know, the I, nuclear I, family is not divided. It's not true. It's not they true, or it's being us. it's being divided. It's being imposed. Yes. Like somebody is engineering on it. Yeah, that's what I meant to but say. It won't right. work. But you know, I, I look work. I look at the life of uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Right, um, a young girl and a um, little bit an older uh, gentleman, but still young. Um, they have no place to um, basically give birth to their child. They are internally displaced people. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And I know you know mm-hmm. the refugee crisis. We're doing this wonderful Christmas outreach, Christmas and the New Year outreach at the Mission of Hope and Mercy. And we're asking people to help us feed 3,500 families. And we really need to raise extra um, amount of money, about $300,000. And we have about 34,000 individuals. They need food, medicine, milk, 
housing, place to be, place to stay, and we're doing an eye surgery um, for, for a little child. And we're feeding animal feed for 200 sheep in Lebanon because sheep and goats and uh, cows and cattle in general are also being starved. In this context, what would your message be, Lara? We have a few minutes left so we can conclude. And I pray that I want to open the new year as well, the very first Sunday of 2022 with you. But I want your Christmas wishes. And how can we encourage people to assist those um, people who are in need just in a program like the program of the Mission of Hope and Mercy? What is your message for Colorado and the U.S.? Americans are uh, very giving people. And we know in our hearts that what unites all of us is much more powerful and much greater than anything that divides us. And uh, I truly believe uh, in the power of we the people. When we stand together and, uh, and we stand against um, those who would divide us and uh, those who would deceive us. And uh, to me, um, you know, even the hard days, even the really difficult moments are a gift. Uh, I mean, I am, uh, I am so grateful for all of the years and the, uh, that I have um, been able to survive and endure. And, and, and I would say that you don't have to... Um, you don't ever have to direct people as to what to do and, and where to look. I, I really believe that when people look in their hearts and, um, and understand that they give uh, willingly and they give uh, what they can. Thank you and, so much, um, Lara. We, we wanna... I have faith that they will. Well, thank you. We, we want to conclude with a small prayer. Glory to the Word, the Word made flesh, who has come to earth to dwell with us. We have heard and seen and touched our Lord. Our mouth have received his flesh and blood, and we received forgiveness of sins. We received healing for our bodies and souls, protection from all evil, and we received eternal life. May God bless us at this Christmas. A Merry Christmas, America, Lebanon, and the world. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.